Welcome to another podcast of Patriotic Pulpit. Today we're talking about the war that the United States government is waging against the state of Texas. Specifically, I'm referring to the border, that is the lack of a border that America has. Texas is trying to defend its borders. Consequently, the Biden administration, the federal government, is absolutely at war. It may be a cold war, but at war with the state of Texas, and not only the state of Texas, but also the southwest United States. I'm from originally Arizona. The problem has been the same there as long as I can possibly remember. War against the southwest United States, and really a war against the United States of America. There's several things that I want to look at. Number one, we're going to talk about the news and talk about what's happening. It's all, everything changing on a day-by-day basis. But the the truth of the matter is the federal government has never been serious, excepting perhaps Donald Trump, and that's about the only exception that there is. The federal government has never been about protecting Americans and America's border. It has never been about that. It has always had and wanted to have an open border, refusing, refusing to do its obligation constitutionally to stop illegal immigration. The federal government has been about that. Furthermore, there are laws already on the books that the federal government, specifically the executive branch of the federal government, is under obligation, constitutional obligation, to fulfill and to execute those laws. And those laws, of course, do not include having an open border. So Joe Biden and the federal government, led by the Democrats, is absolutely illegal, unconstitutional, and on this ground alone, he ought to be impeached. Furthermore, I want to look at some of the lies that the federal government has told. They continue to lie about it. The Biden administration has made it his stock and trade to lie. So also his press secretary. All of them continue to lie all about the federal government and the border and what's actually happening on the border. Not only so, but we want to talk about the proposal to federalize the National Guard. That is National Guard from the state of Texas down on the border right now. We'll talk about the efforts and some of the proposals by some Texas congressmen, Joaquin Castro for one of them, who wants to federalize the National Guard. And then lastly, I want to think about, I want you to think about what is the real issue here? What is the real issue so we'll talk about all of that, but let's look at the news first of all. This was this came out yesterday. This is an article by D. Michael DeRitter, and he writes this in response to the United States Supreme Court ruling in favor of the Biden administration on Monday, that would be last week, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is defying the decision, and the Texas Military Department is recruiting volunteers to support their operations on the U.S.-Mexico border. Abbott is claiming Texas law supersedes the federal ruling on the basis of declaring an invasion, stating, For these reasons, I have already declared an invasion under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. That authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. Now, before going on with the article in which now... Joaquin Castro is quoted. I would like to make mention of the fact I was talking to a man uh, just earlier today, and he had the same reaction that I did. He's, I, 
pointed out that Greg Abbott is calling on volunteers to go down and help at the border. His reaction was exactly like mine, and that is, let's go. I would like to go, but, you know, we're too busy working, supplying welfare for the people who are coming across and redistribution of our hard-earned monies. So we've all taken two or three jobs, and it's hard to leave them. So as long as I'm having to work in order to pay for the people coming across, I'm not able just to go down there. And neither was the man that I'm talking to. He worked in the oil field. He said, you know, I'd love to go down there, but... Someone's got to make a living and not only make a living for myself and my family, my wife and children, but I've got to make a living for all the illegals coming across and all the people who are sitting in, in Skid Row in different cities in America, in tent cities and people who are refusing to work. So as long as that welfare system is in place, it's very hard to volunteer for that, even though I would like to do that. So continuing with the article, Representative Joaquin Castro from Texas, I think he's from the 20th district in the state of Texas, wrote on X. He said, Governor Greg Abbott is using the Texas National Guard to obstruct and create chaos on the border. If Abbott is defying yesterday's Supreme Court ruling, and he wrote this several days ago, the President of the United States needs to establish sole federal control of the te Texas National Guard now. Now, we're going to come back to that particular statement from Joaquin Castro in just a few moments. Going on with the article, this is the article, of course, by Michael DeRitter. Yesterday, a reporter asked White House National Security Advisor John Kirby if President Joe Biden would federalize the National Guard in Texas. And Kirby responded, I don't have any decisions to speak to for the president. I don't have anything on that. In response to the calls to federalize the National Guard branches in Texas, some have urged, on the other hand, Greg Abbott, to militarize the Texas State Guard. A much smaller branch of the Texas military forces has around 1,900 personnel. Under current law, Biden does not have the ability to federalize the Texas State Guard as he does the Texas Army National Guard and the Texas Air National Guard. But let me just stop here and say... Where, where, what, has, what constitutional roadblock have the Democrats and many of the rhino Republicans, what have, they, what have they actually honored? What roadblocks have they honored? So even though that they don't have the right to do that, you know what? They've left the Constitution so long ago. Daniel Miller, president of the Texas Nationalist Movement, a secessionist organization promoting Texas independence, called for Abbott to fully militarize the Texas National Guard, or rather militarized Texas National Guard, saying on X, if Biden federalizes the Texas National Guard, Greg Abbott should immediately throw enlistment in the Texas State Guard wide open, fully militarize them, and deploy them as the border protection force along the entire border. And I agree with that. I think that's exactly right. If indeed Joe Biden federalizes the Texas National Guard, then, then take the Texas State Guard... Greg Abbott, and now throw the, throw the doors wide open. I mean, the doors are wide open on the border. Why cannot we have the doors wide open for the Texas State Guard and fully militarize them, deploy them as border protection force along the entire border? What a great, what a great suggestion. So how about a border deal? Now the Congress of the United States, as well as Joe Biden and the administration are pushing for a border deal. 
Donald Trump weighed in on the supposed border deal that they're working on in Congress, and he said this on Truth Social. I do not think we should do a border deal at all unless we get everything needed to shut down the invasion of millions and millions of people, many from parts unknown, into our once great but soon-to-be-great-again country. Also, I have no doubt, Trump continues, that our wonderful Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, will only make a deal that is perfect on the border. Remember, without strong borders and honest elections, we do not have a country. That is exactly right. That's why I support Donald Trump. And unashamedly, that's exactly the point. But here we come with Mitt Romney. Senator Mitt Romney from Utah. How did he get to be a senator in the conservative state of Utah? I really scratched my head on that one. He criticized Trump for not supporting the border deal, saying the fact that he would communicate to Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame Biden for it is really appalling. You know, we'll come back to that also in a few moments. I'm, I, we're just going to go off on that one for a few moments because Mitt Romney just is a liar, a liar-in-chief. He would have been a great liar-in-chief if he had been elected president, just like Joe Biden, because he's right in the same category. And he is absolutely flat-footedly wrong on that issue. And he just twists and turns on this particular issue and acts like, well, uh, Joe Biden's trying to do, trying to shut the border down and we're trying to solve the problem. You know what? There's much to say. We'll talk about it in just a few moments. Now, before I go to break, I want to notice Jonathan Turley also. Jonathan Turley, constitutional expert, comes on Fox News quite a bit, tells us that the federal government has the upper hand over Texas despite Biden's creating a, an existential crisis, as he calls it, at the border. He says Texas is going to have a hard time making a constitutional argument in federal court. Abbott insists the courts will side with Texas on the border dispute with the Biden administration. But Turley says, I agree that this is a violation of the understanding between the federal government and the states, according to the language of Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. Bunny says, and he says, no one can look at the southern border and say the federal government has fulfilled its pledge. Thousands of immigrants passing over the border pose an imminent danger. It's an open border. However, he says, the federal government is going to have the upper hand in a court case against Governor Abbott. I'll have someone to say about that also. So all of these things we'll talk about. I would like to give answer to some of this, give light on some of the other things. So after this, we'll be right back. So let's think more about this federal government's war against the state of Texas by opening its border, flooding the state of Texas and all the United States, particularly the southwest United States, with thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands and even millions of illegal aliens, people that we don't know their identities, we don't know their backgrounds. They're even getting on planes and flying without identification, but they're going to shake me down at the airport. They're going to, they're going to put me through the scanner. I have to have my name matching exactly on the, on the ticket with my driver's license. But, oh, no, an illegal alien will come in here to this country. They'll fly them around. They give them special treatment. They're giving them rooms and 
different hotels in New York. It's just absolutely the most appalling thing that I have ever seen in my entire life. But it is all because of the Democrat desire to destroy this nation, to bring it to its knees. Do you know why, before we begin on some of these points that I have pointed out earlier that I've outlined, do you know why it was that Congress, through the 19th century and early part of the 20th century, had limitations upon people who are coming here as immigrants, and they're not migrants, by the way, they're immigrants. Why did Congress have limitations on immigrants and from what countries they would come? They wanted limitations on them because, number one, the country cannot absorb people with so many differing ideas about constitutional government. They wanted, our founders did, and rightly and wisely so, people who agreed together on what, what forms a, a government under God and how that should be, how that should be managed. Not only so, but they wanted people from particular countries specifically who had some inkling of an idea about constitutional framework and a constitutional government under God. But all that, of course, is blown out the window back in the days of Teddy Kennedy, who basically got up, one of, one of the biggest liars of ever, and st stood and said, you know what, we're going to change all this immigration up because, after all, he says, we're going to open it up, or open the, open the borders up, and we're not going to have any quotas from any nation. And he said, this is not going to bring about any kind of mass importation of people into this country, knowing very well that it would, especially at the taxpayer tab. Well, all that aside, the federal government is absolutely at war with the state of Texas. I want you to consider this. As long as I can possibly remember, going back into the 1970s when I was in high school, I can recall people that were in the conservative side of the spectrum, and I read much of the materials, were already concerned about the border because the federal government showed no stomach, no backbone to secure our country at the border. And people were coming in, flowing into this country, and the conservatives were up in arms about it because flooding the state of Arizona, where I'm from, flooding now the state of Texas, where I live, now flooding all over the United States, and people were concerned in the 1970s, and they had maybe two or three million illegal aliens in the nation. But we had really no backbone at the federal level to curtail illegal immigration. And that has been going on as long as I can remember. Now, here's something interesting. Biden, Joe Biden came out yesterday and said this. He said, if Congress will pass this law, this new proposed law of immigration, that one the Democrats are trying to push through now, he said we will, he vows to shut the border down. You know what? That is infuriating. I, I don't know. I don't know why it is the American people have not ousted him from office by impeachment on that alone and why the Republicans have not done so. He is basically saying that I can shut the border down when I want to. Well, yes, that's right. So that means what? That means the border's wide open because he wants it open. 
That's what's happening. And no deal. No deal. No, you shut the border down, then we'll talk. But see, they, they, want, to, they want to change the law. And they want to allow all the people that are here to stay. And then, and then maybe we'll talk. No, that, that, that won't work that way. Because the federal government has cut our throat so many times. The conservatives, I speak. They have cut our throats so many times and lied to us on a continual basis. The federal government has absolutely refused enforcement of the border and of the, the border laws. Reaching back, for example, George W. Bush. Remember what George W. Bush wanted? He wanted the North American Union. And so with Vicente Fox in Mexico and uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, they got together and they're talking about having a North American Union, which was, of course, tapped into the United Nations. And that was just all going very smoothly until the American people found out about it. These people are traitorous. Traitorous. What we need is someone in the executive branch to enforce the laws that are on the books. Now, even Ronald Reagan... I loved Ronald Reagan, but in 1986, he had the Immigration Reform Control Act. He signed it into law November 6 of that year. It provided amnesty to about 3 million undocumented immigrants who proved they had been in the United States prior to 1982, January 1, 1982. Now, he cut that deal with Tip O'Neill, the leader of the Democrats. This is interesting. From the Arizona Republic, in an article in 2018 by Dan Nowicki, he quotes Michael Reagan. Now, he's actually trying to, he's trying to answer what people are saying, that that was Reagan's biggest regret. He says, no, that, we don't find that to be the case, that it was his biggest regret. But he does quote Michael Reagan, Ronald Reagan's son, who said that his father did regret that there was no follow-through on enforcement measures of border security. Now, what is that to say? What does that mean? It means that the Democrats and the rhino Republicans like the Mitt Romneys continue, and the George W. Bushes continue to try to get Americans to cave in, to accept what they, the chaos they have made and change the laws up so they can continue the chaos no, no. You shut the border down and then we'll talk. You do your job and then we'll talk. That's the way it needs to be. That's the way it should have been. Even in, with Ronald Reagan, as much as I loved him, he, he had this amnesty deal. He said it, the Democrats promised to con control the border, to enforce it. It never happens. The federal government continues to lie. Same thing with Barack Obama. Remember the DACA, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program? He promised additional border, border security upgrades, immigration system changes. He wanted this DACA program that was created in 2012 by then-President Barack Obama. And he did it to protect from deportation undocumented immigrants who were brought to the United States as children. Now, I want to ask this question. Did he have the constitutional right to do that? No, he did not. Let Jonathan Turley handle that one. They, no, he did not have the right to do it. But nevertheless, he did it anyway. It was a backdoor operation 
to bring illegal immigrants into the United States. The same thing Barack Obama did regarding the operation to disarm Americans. Do you remember the Fast and Furious program? Eric Holder, the gun-running operation that they gave guns to Mexican cartels in order that people might be alarmed in the United States of how many guns were coming across the border and therefore, and how many guns were killing people in America, therefore we need to have strict gun control laws, you know, trying to, trying to manipulate the American people that way, like Frank Marshall Davis taught Barack Obama. That's exactly what it was about. And then Obama significantly expanded the Central American Amnesty Program. All of these things are completely unconstitutional. He acted unilaterally. He acted covertly. Eric Holder acted covertly against the law. They never were held accountable for it. This is what they're about. And they want us to agree to a border deal that the Democrats are now putting forward? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If I could, I would go right down to the border and help Greg Abbott right now. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to part three regarding the federal government's war against the state of Texas. Specifically, we're talking about the border of Texas, the border of the southwest United States, and how the federal government has completely and totally waged a cold war against America, against Americans, and against the Constitution. You know, there are laws already on the books. And as we are taught in high school, junior high, and even in colleges, I suppose, Jonathan Turley teaches this, that the occupation of the executive branch, which means to execute the laws, is to do exactly that. Execute the laws that are passed by Congress. To simply enforce those laws. That's his job. Now we have for many, many years left that. I realize that. I realize that presidents have taken a strong arm tactic. They played hardball politics, especially the Democrats, and they have trashed our Constitution by doing so. I realize that we've lost our First Amendment rights. I realize that we've lost many of the Second Amendment rights also in this country. We don't have a Fourth Amendment at all anymore. The Fifth Amendment rights are also trashed. The federal government's trampling all over all of our rights. But the point is, the laws are already on the books on what to do with illegal immigration. Why not impeach Joe Biden for lacking the enforcement of those laws? His constitutional duty is to do that. The Constitution tells us, or the laws regarding illegal immigration tells us, that any person who resides in the United States but is not a citizen is an alien. And aliens who do not enter the United States through proper channels or who overstay their visas are in the country illegally. Not only so, but those aliens who are in the United States unlawfully are correctly known as illegal aliens. That's the law, and they are to be deported. But that's exactly what Joe Biden does not want, because they want to crash America. You've got to take it all the way down to the ground before you can rebuild the socialistic society that they're trying to do. And that brings us to the federal government's absolute lies. Why, why should the American people 
Why should anybody in Congress listen to the Mitt Romneys of the world or the Joaquin Castros of Texas, of the Texas uh, representation in Washington, D.C.? Why should they even listen to these guys? These are the these are the parties that have continually lied to the United States people. They were all about telling us, well, there's no open border. No open border at all. We've always known there was. And it's only become to the public knowledge simply because of the, the news channels such as Fox News putting it on the news. They denied it. They denied it. They denied it. No, and they still like to, Alejandro Mayorkas gets up there and says, well, you know, no, we don't have an open border. That I don't know, the absolute flat-footed lying that they do is, is absolutely appalling. Furthermore, they tell us, well, the system is broken. I've heard that so many times it makes me sick. No, the system is not broken. We don't have people, leaders, strong enough to work the system. That's the problem. We don't have people with that are men who are willing to stand up and say, Here's the law. My duty is to enforce the law. No, we don't have that. No, we have instead, the system is broken. <laughs> no, the laws are on the books. And the laws are on the books because we, the people, have put our legislators in place in order to pass those laws with our approval. These are laws that represent what the American people want. It's not a broken system. It is a system that will work if indeed we have politicians who have enough strength and backbone to do it. What is broken is the federal government. What is broken is the executive branch. That's what's broken. Now, just as an illustration, let's talk about Alejandro Mayorkas. He's under scrutiny to be impeached, that is, called into question because of his continual lies, and he has told so many lies, but he's a spokesman for Joe Biden. So what are some of his lies? He said, well, our border is not wide open. He said that, what was it, two or three months ago? He insisted on it over and over, thousands of times he has said, our border's not open. <laughs> yet everybody can see with their eyes what's happening on the border. And yet the administration has waved in well over one million illegal immigrants into the interior. And that was, that is per, per, every six months. Now they have, what do we have, about 10 million have come in since Joe Biden has taken, taken, off, uh, taken uh, office? It's absolutely stunning. Here's another lie that he tells. Once Title 42 expires, Mayorkas claims migrants will have only very limited chances to claim asylum. Well, millions have been allowed to apply for asylum. So much so the court backlog stretches Years and years. Is he claiming that Team Biden has already had the ability to turn more migrants back but chose not to use it? Apparently so. Just like Joe Biden coming out saying, you know what, I'll close the border if you agree with this border deal. No. No dice. No. Here's another Mayorkas lie. He said it's all really the fault of Congress. That's what, that's what the Democrats love to say. The fault of Congress that refuses to provide the needed resources and our broken immigration system that Congress hasn't fixed for two decades. Well, at least they agree on one thing. It's been going on at least 20 years, and even more than that, as far as I'm concerned. 
But I'll tell you this, it was the Democratic Congress that denied his funding request last January. Instead, they funded 87,000 new IRS agents. Instead of boosting Border Patrol and Border Security, 87,000 IRS agents to shake me down and to shake you down. No, they don't need to complain about that, but it's not about lacking money. It's not about lacking funds. It's about lacking willpower. President Joe Biden has been breaking the system as soon as he took office. He revoked every border control policy Trump instituted except Title 42. And, of course, the Biden prescription for fixing the immigration system amounts to legalizing as many would-be migrants as possible. Now, here's something else. Here's another lie that Alejandro Mayorkas said, quote, the smugglers control the migratory path. And it's their lives that have deceived so many people into coming and a new digital ad campaign will add to ongoing communication efforts to set would-be migrants straight. So in other words, the, the migrants or the immigrants is what they are, illegal immigrants, are coming here because the drug smugglers are the ones responsible for the migratory path. They're the ones who have the digital ad campaigns. No, the truth of the matter is, when Joe Biden first came into office, he struck down stay in Mexico program that President Trump had, got rid, he said, we're not going to have a border wall, many other things, and he said, absolutely not, and invited all the world to come right into America. We all heard him. This is, this is amazing to me that Democrats and Democrat supporters will say, I, I don't remember that. It's just, it's exactly what he said. And he said it over and over again. And he's invited them all to come. The border's wide open. And everybody knows the border's wide open. There is no enforcement necessary or no enforcement at all going on. Let's talk for a few moments about federalizing the National Guard. And we'll take a break. And when I come back, I want to talk about the real issue. What's the real issue here? How about federalizing the National Guard? Joaquin Castro called for it. Obama, incidentally, called for an armed force larger than the National Guard in America. And here it is. This is what Obama called for in 2008, federalizing the state's National Guard. But here's exactly, here's exactly what Joaquin Castro put on X the other day. Governor Greg Abbott is using the Texas National Guard to obstruct and create chaos at the border. If Abbott is defying yesterday's ruling, this was written five days ago, the President of the United States need to establish sole federal control of the Texas National Guard now. This has been a Democrat, big government, socialistic, that Democrats are socialists, that's what they are. It has been the Democrat socialistic dream forever to federalize law enforcement. One of the first who pointed that out, at least to my, to my knowledge, was W. Cleon Skousen, who worked for the FBI for many years, and he warned that the move and the push was to federalize or put national control over local police. In the 1960s, we saw widespread violence on the streets perpetrated by the left, funded by the left, does that sound familiar? Funding the chaos, then coming in with a solution, that is, we're going to have to federalize the National Guard. Same thing. Federal government creates a chaos on the border, inviting everybody to come in. When Texas tries to step in and stop it, 
Then they want to nationalize the federal government, or federalize rather, the state Texas, Texas State Guard, National Guard. They want to federalize it. Well, that's what they always wanted to do. This is how they operate. So let's go back to Obama for just a moment. Obama was a socialist. He is a socialist. He's a communist. He cut his teeth with Frank Marshall Davis. Began his campaign with Bill Ayers, who is an avowed communist. Frank Marshall Davis is an avowed communist. That's what Obama is. His administration tried to create what he called a stability police force. He wanted to enlarge the U.S. Marshal Service in 2008. And here's what he said. This is the direct quote while campaigning in 2008. We cannot continue to rely on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, and just as well-funded. Oh, now you know why the federal government, through the Obama administration, was buying up millions and millions of rounds of ammunition. Because their plan the whole time has been to federalize the state national guards. And to create a civilian, as he said it, national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded as the police force. Who does that sound like? Let's see. Oh, that, that sounds exactly like Benito Mussolini. It sounds like the brown shirts. That's exactly what it is, and that's exactly what Obama wanted. But let's boil it down to the final thing, and that is what is really the issue here? I respect Jonathan Turley's opinions on the Constitution, and he tells us that Greg Abbott's going to have a hard time upholding in court or being upheld in court against the federal government on the issue of the Constitution in the standoff that's going on right now as I record. But I'm going to say this, so what? Jonathan Turley says, let the political process play out. Really? Ladies and gentlemen, the issue is not, what does the Constitution say? The issue is, what recourse does a state have when the federal government trashes the Constitution, makes war on one of the states? That's the issue. The issue is not, what does the Constitution say? I know what the Constitution says. I know whose job it is to protect the borders of our country. But the issue is, when the federal government trashes the Constitution, treats it like birdcage liner, throws it away, uses it like toilet tissue, and then makes war on the United States of America, and specifically the state of Texas, the issue is, what recourse does the state of Texas have? That's the issue. Did the Founding Fathers address that in the Constitution? No. They did address it, however, in the Declaration of Independence. The issue is, does a state, and do the people of a state, of the state, Jonathan Turley, let me ask you this, do the people of a state have a right to self-determination? Do the people of a state have a right to live under a government that they themselves choose? Yes or no? And if the federal government violates the contract which the Constitution is, then what recourse does a state have in making and bringing about what they desire to do? So it doesn't matter what the Supreme Court says or not. I don't care what the Supreme Court says on this one. The Supreme Court said Dred Scott was not a person also. Do we agree with that one? No, we don't agree with that one. 
But once again, the issue there is, is there a law above the Supreme Court ruling? Yes, there is. Is there a a law above the Constitution? Yes, there is. And it is the, the law of God, the law of nature. That's exactly what our Declaration of Independence tells us. And it tells us very plainly that when a government becomes abusive of the rights of the people, that it is the right of the people to alter or abolish that government. That's exactly what Texas is doing. We're not abolishing it, but we are altering it in the state of Texas. And I support Governor Abbott, and I'd be down there on the border if I could. So the issue is, do a, does a people have a right to self-government to protect themselves from invasion? And the issue is, does God give me the right to form a government that I prefer? Now, I know that many people don't believe in God. They're agnostic. And so all they have is, what does the authority say? And so if the authorities say that black people are not people, they've got to go along with it. But I know that there's a law much higher, <clears throat> excuse me, much higher than the law of the Constitution, and that is the law of God. So the Supreme matter of fact, let me just make mention of this. Several years ago, maybe about two years ago, one of our representatives, state representatives, James Frank, made the issue that we cannot secede as the state of Texas. We cannot secede because the Constitution doesn't give us that right. And we went to a tea party and he talked about it, but he's absolutely wrong on that issue. You know what? I just, I just chuckled really under my breath regarding it because it has nothing to do with what the constitution says. It has to do with whether I have a right before God to live with self-determination. That's the issue. Do I have a right to abolish or change and alter a government that becomes abusive of my rights? Do I have that right? Do we go to the Constitution to find that right? No, we don't go to the Constitution to find it. The Constitution is only so many rights that we have given up to the government, the federal government, on a contractual basis to say, you're going to do this for me as a state and as a people of Texas, and you're going to do this for us as the people of Arizona, for example. But if you don't do this, if you become abusive of it, if you fail to do it, if you refuse to do your end of the bargain, then the contract is null and void. That is the basic understanding of the Constitution. And the founders all knew it. Thomas Jefferson knew it. James Madison knew it. So also were the textbooks written that were used even by West Point in 1825 regarding the Constitution. Does a free people have the right to secede? Of course we do. Of course we do. If we're free before God, we do. But if the Constitution is the highest law to which I am bound, then, oh yeah, let James Frank go try to find it in the Constitution because it's not there. Fortunately, I am bound by a higher law than the Constitution, and that is before God. And that's exactly what the Declaration of Independence sets forward, that I have a right before God, to alter or abolish the government that I am a part of, if it becomes abusive of my rights. That point has passed, ladies and gentlemen. The federal government is at war with the state of Texas. And so I hope that our Texas governor, Greg Abbott, 
our attorney general, and the rest of them, they all stand strong against the federal government. You know, Ken Paxton's a great attorney general, just a great man, a great Christian man. And I think they, he, Dan Patrick, Lieutenant Governor, all those men, they see this issue exactly for what it is. And I, for one, support them, and I hope you do too.